you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Time to die. Well, I think everybody knows by now that we lost Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer passed away at the age of 75 on July 19th, 2019. We didn't hear about it until last Friday, July 24th. I think it was Friday. And <clears throat> I thought about recording a little thing about him. And then I tried to. And I freaking got choked up. I thought, I'm not going to do this. This is dumb. So I wasn't going to do it. And then I was going to do it. And then I was going to do it, and then I wasn't going to do it. Back and forth all weekend. But I decided today that I really wanted to talk about Rutger Hauer. I apologize for the audio quality of this episode. I am on my lunch break at work, so this is only going to be about 20 minutes or so. It'll be short. I think what shocked me about his passing was I always felt a sense of permanence about Rutger Hauer. He always just kind of popped in at some point in a movie or, you know, and you never heard, or I never heard about him. There was, I don't recall there ever being any kind of controversy or he kind of just did his thing and every once in a while he'd be in a movie. And I got the impression that he just loved to act. He just loved acting. Um, December of last year, on my last episode, it was a 20 questions episode. And one of the questions asked me, and I, I apologize, I don't remember who asked it offhand. But they asked me, if you could interview anyone, who would it be? And my answer was Rutger Hauer. I've always just loved Rutger Hauer. And I'm pretty sure the first thing I ever saw him in was Blade Runner. Um, and I had to know who this man was that played Roy Batty. And so I started trying to find everything I could that had Rutger Hauer in it. And the 80s was an awesome time for fans of him. Everyone knows about The Hitcher and Blade Runner and Lady Hawk. But in the 80s and I believe going into the 90s, he was in three of my favorite movies. A Split Second, 
or just split second where he just does such an awesome job at playing this burned out cop who's seeking revenge on this thing that uh, murdered his partner when they were fresh on the force and I think it I don't know it's 20 years later or whatever he's he's working in London I think because no no police department in the United States wants him anymore so he gets teamed up with this with this straight and narrow police officer this detective <clears throat> and this string of murders happen that and he ha- that that were happening when his when his partner was uh, killed or disappeared, and uh, he just does such a really good job at playing just this burned out. All he eats is chocolate, drinks coffee. His apartment's a complete mess. It's it's a really really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you really should. It's very good, real fun. So, you know, back in the 80s, you're walking around the, the video store, and it's like a library, and you're just picking VHS tapes up and looking at the cover, flipping it over, reading the description. And all of a sudden, I see this one with Rutger Hauer on it. It's called Blood of Heroes. I think it was also released under the title The Juggers or Juggers, something like that. But it takes place in a in a post-apocalyptic setting where these these teams play this sport called jugging, and they're regarded as heroes, and they just travel from settlement to settlement playing this game with a dog skull. And uh, I don't know if that's Vincent D'Onofrio was in that as well. It might maybe it was his first movie. I'm not sure. But Rutger Hauer was such a badass in that movie. Um, and I think there are... There are fan groups that... that I, I never really understood how ju- how jugging was played. But I think they... I think there are fans out there that have developed it into a w- real sport. And uh, maybe they play play it at Wasteland Weekend or, or other... Uh, LARP events, post-apocalyptic LARP events. But yeah, that's another really good one. And then my favorite one that he's in is called Omega Doom. And it's a, it's a, it's a take on uh, Kurosawa's Yojimbo. You know, the man with no name comes into town. And you know, there's two factions warring against each other and he's kind of playing the middle playing them against each other and um, pretty low budget I think they filmed it in war-torn Croatia or something like that like in an, in an old amusement park maybe and so he comes into town and you have the ROMs on one side and the ROMs are these um, no humans in it really they're all androids and the ROMs are this group of I think there's three or four of them uh, these uh, female androids 
dark hair, dark sunglasses. They look like they look right out of the Matrix. And then the other group of androids are um, they were servants. One, one was a teacher. Um, there was one who was, I think, kind of a nanny, and she runs a bar where she serves water. And apparently there's a myth that there are... Well, the the, the plot of the story, uh, there was a war between the humans and the robots. And Rutger Hauer's character gets, and I quote, shot in the program. He gets shot in the head. And it changes his programming somewhat. And he gets taken in by scientists and released back out into the world. I think to find other humans, maybe. I think that was his his mission now. And so there's this myth that there's this cache of weapons and ammunition, and both sides are trying to find it so that uh, the ROMs want to completely eliminate all humans from the planet. Um, the other side... I think just wants. I mean, it's been a been a while since I've seen it. I think they they want to just keep the weapons and and ammo out of the hands of the ROMs or something along those lines. And you know, if if you're a fan of those Man with No Name movies, um, I, I re- it's it's a very like I said the the effects don't go into it. It's not high cinema. It, but it is very fun, um, very cheesy effects, which are fine with me, as long as it's a good story. And I know it's a retelling of a story that's been told a million times, but it's it's one of my favorite retellings, if not the my very favorite retelling. So, anyway, I thought I'd talk about three of the movies that some folks might not know about too much. Um, he was also in Lex, which was a sci-fi series, but I think before it was a sci-fi series, I remember I caught it on TV and I I, th- I think it was like a four-part miniseries originally. And comprised of four, I don't know, hour, hour and a half, two hour movies, maybe. And then I think sci-fi picked it up and it became a regular series back in, how, late 90s? And it played along with, uh, I think it was Friday or Saturday night. It was Farscape and then Lex. And then The Invisible, Invisible Man. One of the best lineups on, on TV ever. But uh, he plays in one of the one of the episodes, one of the movies, and his character is so bizarre. And I th- I think he really, th- I th- I think that's when I figured out that, that he must just love to act. He just loves being in this stuff. You know, I, I don't think it was his life necessarily. He seemed to have a personal life that. I never really knew about, but um, 
I tend to favor actors who who aren't in the in the spotlight all of the time, craving attention. Look at me, look at me, look what I'm in now. And he was certainly one of them. So that's about all I got to say about that. One of my absolute favorite actors passed away. And it all reminds us of our mortality. And we're all familiar with the line from Blade Runner about all these moments being lost. Well, I think Mr. Rutger Hauer, your moments will certainly not be lost like tears and rain. All right. All right, folks. As always, until next time, take cover and take care.